Hi guys, welcome to my mom's podcast. Every December 31st, I write my New Year's resolution. On top of that list, the usual, lose weight, be fit, join the gym, become a millionaire, quite the standard for me. Unfortunately, it never works. I would join the gym, go once or maybe twice, even hire a PT, train for four sessions, on which I complain most of the time, being French and all, and then February would be a blizzard. Before you know it, I'm back on my couch watching Netflix and ordering Uber Eats. Sounds familiar? I bet. We have the tendency to think that between December 31st and January 1st, we will magically make the old habit disappear. The pressure we put on ourselves in January is gigantic. I'm not surprised though, January was named after God, Janus in Latin. Janus is the god of beginnings and endings, is a protector of gates, doorways, and transitions. Astrology speaking, throughout the months of Jan, we celebrate the earth sign Capricorn, who is extremely hardworking and ambitious, I'm a Capricorn rising, and air sign Aquarius, forward thinking and positive. So no wonder we feel this urge of starting fresh. In spite of that, we are exhausted. We are still recovering from the festivity just gone. We face a serious lack of vitamin D. And to top it all up, on the third Monday of Jan, we even experiencing Blue Monday, the most depressing day of the year. So a different approach was needed. Consequently, I took the whole month of January to reset. I contemplated my year with no rush, no pressure. Fast forward February, part of those plans was to start recording my podcast, Here I Am, go back into fitness, for real this time, and doing what I love, playing tennis. I know I say no rush, but my zip are no longer closing, my guts are my son's pillow, and I'm getting old. So 2022, I want to reclaim my health by staying fit. On this episode, I want to discuss how fitness is playing a major role in our well-being and how to kickstart a routine that you can sustain all year long. My name is Uni. I'm an aspiring scriptwriter, a makeup artist by trade, and an astrology lover. Every week, I start a conversation on the diverse dilemmas we are facing today. My views are honest and straight to the point, and I hope to provide you with some sort of solutions. Welcome to Words to Action. Fitness has always been part of my life. At times, it has defined me. As a young girl, people saw me partly because of my physical aptitude. I was going to say talent, but you're not ready for my confidence. My parents moved into a small town in France, and let's just say we were the only black people in the village. At school, nobody wanted to play nor sit with me. As for my two other brothers, they had each other's. I'm not feeling sorry for myself, I'm just saying... Whilst I was ignored in a classroom, sports day was the only place I could truly shine. I could recall my teacher shouting, Uni, you can do it, you can win this. One minute she barely acknowledged me and the next she was my biggest fan. And I was carrying the whole school's fate on my shoulder. So from very early on, I associated fitness with winning. 
As a teenager, I followed the footsteps of one of my brother, Kauser, and played in the town basketball team. I was quite good for a beginner, but the issue was they had a loser's mentality. After a few training sessions, I made it clear to the coach, that was extremely odd by the way, that losing was no option. I played each game like I was Kobe Bryant, rest his soul, training with my brother in my spare time. And yes, for a while, we carried on on being defeated, but eventually the tide started to turn. And with each game becoming full house and me being the star player, we were winning. The problem was behind this winning association, I was hiding my pain. I saw fitness as a validation of others. Without a triumph, who would notice me then? I become once again the only black girl that no one wants to sit with. I had a conversation with Mo, a personal trainer who is wise beyond his years and his abrasion behind his fitness journey is, well, take a listen. Um, what's your fitness journey for people that are listening? What's your trauma behind it? And I say trauma because a lot of people, sometimes they come into fitness for various reasons. And some, sometimes it's the trauma. Mm-hmm. So no, Eunice, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Absolutely. I definitely, and as much as, you know, as many people as I know, got into fitness for very similar reasons. Um, growing yeah. up, I was very overweight. Uh, I oh. wasn't healthy at all. I actually used to get bullied in secondary school for being so big. Obviously not to the point where it was like, Put, being put down but you know uh, on a daily basis if people take the you know take the, the piss out of how you look it doesn't feel good um and especially okay. when you see your friends being able to do certain things or or go play football matches and you can never keep up because you're always out of breath so go like growing up I was a really really fat kid and I think culturally especially um where I'm from you know yeah because you're from Egypt isn't it yeah sorry yeah yeah so I'm Egyptian and I feel like a lot of people that are from my background um and similar backgrounds believe that that you know that the the bigger you are the wealthier you appear or of course the more healthy you appear to everyone around you when that's simply not the case um yeah like being overweight to the point where you're unable to breathe efficiently when you're doing basic exercise isn't healthy um and it took me a while to realize that and then I guess once I left secondary school and you know finally started I guess being able to cook for myself and look after myself I decided to make healthier choices so why do we have to be fit when you tap fitness on google search it says exercising often burns fat builds muscle lower cholesterols eases stress and anxiety and lets us sleep restfully However, with fitness, there's always a subtext, a dark or brave side. Like Mo, him being overweight and bullied, but using fitness as an underpin to build his self-esteem. Or myself escaping my shadow by winning and being the best so I can get noticed. Many of the champions such as Muhammad Ali have been able to use their status to advocate and take a stance on political or social issues. Or for instance, the Williams sisters, who added a much-needed diversity by changing the face of female tennis. Also, when France won the World Cup in 2018, some French idiots refused to celebrate their victory, claiming the team were not French enough to ethnic to black. Well, if that's what it takes, you better text several seats, honey.
Sports will continue to fight inequalities in all forms and make the subtext the core of their values. Another point, with fitness you acquire discipline and consistency. It is because I started exercising again that I'm able to focus. If I can somehow walk every day, I can write every day. In Michael Jordan's word, there are no excuses. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I led you to believe it was easy when it wasn't. Maybe I made you think my highlights started at the free throw line and not in the gym. Maybe I made you think that every shot I took was a game winner. That my game was built on flash and not fire. Maybe it's my fault that you didn't see that failure gave me strength. That my pain was my motivation. Maybe I led you to believe that basketball was a God-given gift and not something I worked for every single day of my life. Maybe I destroyed the game. Or maybe you're just making excuses. Another example, fitness is totally transformative. When you go to the gym, the mood you arrive with is definitely not the mood you will come out with. You feel stimulated, ready to take on the world. Your body is also the testimonial of your fitness journey. The example of some of my friend's physical transformations are simply sensational. But it's due to the fact that nowadays we have easy access to fitness. On social media, you can buy meals and fitness plans and in a real world everywhere we turn at least in london a new gym has popped open the prices of the membership are competitive and affordable far were the days where you had to pay 65 pound per month or even 100 pound per month and a cancellation fee if you wanted to leave as our rate of obesity increased our attitude towards fitness had a total makeover going to the gym is the new trend so, of course, like you said, you touched on the health reason. It, it, it's more than just, you know, physically feeling good. Um, you know, when you feel good and you feel like you look good, a lot yeah. of other aspects in your life change. You start going to social events. You start, you know, you carry yourself with a bit more je ne sais quoi. Like you, you, Absolutely. you know, your, your head is held high. You make friends. You rock. <laughs> yeah exactly you rock and genuinely it's not even just outside of the gym but even in the gym you make friends everyone is so supportive yeah um, socially it's one of the best things that I've chosen for myself um I've made so many new friends and when you especially when you didn't have friends um as in like that were into fitness before you started yeah you, you tend to when you go alone you just find friends there and because I gym quite early in the like in the day yeah I, I never none of my that do go gym go gym that early but when yeah. you get there you find out there's other people that are like you that will wake up early and go to the gym and you just make friends with them and the amount of friends that I've made through fitness like gym and running and just in that whole scene is so friendly and so communal that I think second to health is the social you know the social the benefits. social aspect the gym as a location provides for some people a sanctuary, a community. But during the lockdown, the fitness industry was hit badly. Your go-to social bubble was taken away in order to protect each other from the virus. And mental health issues were on the rise. 
After a lengthy first lockdown and a glimmer of hope for the fitness industry, another blow from the government shattered all aspiration for gym to reopen. As things stand, some premises, such as nightclubs, swimming pools, indoor gyms, must remain closed for the time being, given the particular risks of transmission in those settings. We are coming back in a minute, guys. I've recently launched my website, Gux Therapy, a lifestyle platform where you can get your hands on star sign lashes, essential oil perfume that smells divine. You can wear it on its own or layered with one of your perfume and the extra box of the month, which has plenty of goodies in it. So visit www.guxtherapy.com. I keep wondering how does faith and spirituality intertwine with fitness? In Science Daily, I read an article that says religion, spirituality influence health in different but complementary ways. Before COVID, Easter season for me was synonymous with pilgrimage in Normandy with my mum and her prayers group. This was a physical and spiritual retreat. You walk long hours on hills, you wake up early and are constantly on the move. But there is a sense of serenity and a different realms that I love far from the chaos of our daily lives and you rarely use your phone. There, I could see the connection between fitness and faith and well-being. However, what I encounter with a so-called man of God made me look at body positivity and religion in a brand new light. The story is we bumped into each other at the supermarket during the lockdown. It was the first kind of phase. After a brief, hi, how are you doing? I could feel he was scanning me from head to toe, which made me super uncomfortable. And then he blurted out, you put on weight, really pastor? Bringing my insecurity as a first point of conversation sure doesn't sound like a godly thing to do. I remember buying some jammy dodger looking at myself in the mirror with disgust and eating the whole packet. He had hit a nerve. I knew I gained weight, but this man had no idea how I was feeling mentally and emotionally. And I'm all for the truth. But even truth has a timing, and in retrospect, I wish I would have told him mine in terms he could have understood. Actually, let's rewind this scene. And this is what I would have said. Oh, you put on weight. Oh, bless you, pastor. But I think you should read Proverbs 14, verses 10. Each heart knows his own bitterness, and no one else can fully share his joy. And I would have dropped the mic and walked off. In a nutshell, this issue is none of your business. Now my favorite part, the solution, how to build a routine. You may be familiar with the science of habit, which is called the neuroplasticity. I know it's a mouthful. In the habit, you have the cue. It's called also the trigger. The craving, what you desire based on that trigger, the response is the action you take in order to satisfy that craving and the outcome. Were you fulfilled? So neuroplasticity will help rewire your brain and set up the brain's ability to change throughout your entire life. The goal is to kick all the unwanted habit loop, for instance, going for a smoke when you're stressed and replace it with the desire habit, going for a run instead. 
It is all well and nice, but how do you implement it? So the first thing I would say is start light. So no need to do something you won't be able to sustain. Avoid the all or nothing mentality. Like I'm going to do two hours a day, five times a week. How about 30 minutes, three times a week to start with? That is manageable and you can always increase it. Number two, I'd say be positive. It's so important to start with the day with positive affirmation. You have to fake it. I know sometimes in London you wake up and the weather is awful, but fake it even if you don't feel like it. I will also say swap an old habit with a new one. I used to wake up, jump straight out of bed, stiff as hell. But now what I do is I wake up and I say something uplifting and I'm stretching at the same time. So now I swap stiff for stretch. My third point is you need to focus on the journey. I'm not going to tell you to forget the destination. We all have a goal, a fitness goal we need to reach, but how to get there is as important. I remember I used to be one of those people that was annoyed when people say, focus on the journey, focus on the journey. But now I kind of get it. And I think during the pandemic, it made me see things on a total different, my, my, my outlook change. Basically, during the pandemic, you couldn't plan anything. You literally had to live day by day. You couldn't focus into the goal. If you wanted to go on holiday, it was done. If you had to go to your friend's wedding, it was done. So you had to appreciate every day. You had to be grateful that every day you didn't catch COVID. Every day you were still with your loved ones. And that made me change my outlook. I really appreciate it every day. And I was grateful. So now I kind of understand that you have to focus on the journey. Some people didn't even make it as a destination because they didn't survive the disease. So I'm not trying to be grim, but that's the reality. And it's true. Focus on the journey and not the destination. And also, I feel like it will help you sustain that lifestyle. Because if you just have, oh, I'm going to lose the weight for the wedding. After that, you know 10 times out of 10, it's over. You go back to your old habits and then you gain back the weight and like it's a pattern that you repeat over and over again. So yeah, focus on the journey, not the destination. Number four, and it comes with it, have a balanced diet. My trainer always told me it is 70% in the kitchen and 30% in the gym. Journal what you eat and fuel your body with what it needs. And don't forget to drink water. Well, some people say, I don't like water. Well, tough. You don't need to like it. You just need to drink it. Number four, I, I said, actually, it's number five, sorry. Do a sport that you love. Your fitness rehabilitation doesn't have to start at, in the gym. I'm into tennis and I'm not so much into the gym, but playing tennis it's perfect for me. When I play, I don't think about exercising. I'm focusing on the game. I'm obviously trying to win and catch my breath at the same time, but um, it's good for me. And I even started training my son. It's the best way for me to get busy, get on top of my fitness and not necessarily overthinking it. Whether if you have to go to the gym, you have to take your bag, go there. And if it's raining, that's it. You're not going to do it. I will also say that in terms of the sport that you choose, choosing according to your mood, there's there where 
your mind is restless. So instead of sowing something, doing something that is going to, you know, stimulate your mind so much, do something that is a bit more relaxing, like yoga or even going swimming. I think that will ease your mind. So sometimes you just have to switch a little bit of the, the activities that you're doing according to how you're feeling. And lastly, I would say we all need a little bit of help. So if you can afford it, get a trainer. I got a trainer because I, as I say, I don't, I'm not a fan of going to the gym, but that helps because then you can kickstart like a regime for you. It can show you how to use the machine. He's there to encourage you. Sometimes he's even here to bully you, but at the end you will get great results. You develop a great relationship with them and you can see the result and you training because you've got somebody there that gives you support. If you can't have a trainer, I'd say train with someone. Uh, I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I went to the gym with my friend and it was great because she goes to the gym quite often. She could show me all the machine. I was kind of following her around it and it was great. So I'd say if you cannot have a trainer, find a fitness friend. And I will also say at the end, get some brand new gym gear and equipment. Looking good goes a long way into feeling good. I know it's a little bit shallow, but being scruffy doesn't help with your self-esteem. Well, that's it for this week. A big thank you to Mo. And if you're looking for a trainer, check him out on Insta at Mo, M-O dot M-M-N-P. And don't forget to share and rate this episode. Bye-bye. Oh, don't mom. See you next week, guys.